All right. So the chronology of this downtime is going to be a little bit funny because, well, there's technically about 15 days between the start of the last hunt and the start of the next hunt. We spent like <laughs> eight of them in the course of last hunt. There was like the two days you were waiting for the posters to produce results. There were two days while Grant was crafting a spell with Magpie. And there were four days of Grant on Earth tailing Perude to try and get his schedule down. However, you know, that also leaves like downtime for other people. Like the, the two days for the posters you all were just sitting on your hands. You could have been doing things. The two days for the spells, Roxanne and Steiner were completely free. They had nothing to do. And then once Grant was like finished tailing Perude for the day, he could go and do something else. So there's there's room in here that isn't confined to just saying the changeling hunt has ended and the next hunt has begun. With that in mind, who's going first? I'll go first. All right. Which one are we doing first? Yours uh, or mine? You're real excited about yours, Ron. And like, I feel that if Grant figured out who the wounded was in between stuff, he would get real excited and tell everyone and anyway so uh let's do your thing first okay so grant harrison mm -hmm. let's talk about your apprentice for a bit oh no <laughs> okay so you know you are a working professional and she's a working professional, so you're not able to get together every single day and you wouldn't want to anyways. No, I need breaks from her. But since we last talked about this situation, there, there have been more lessons. She's been in and out of your apartment. She's gotten distressingly chummy with Amalia. Oh. And, oh, by the way, something, if if she still keeps calling her by her DHEA profile name, she, I ever... Ne uh, she did, like, once, okay. and then never again, and she really just did it once to kind of mess with you. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if she keeps doing it, Grant would go, absolutely not. No. She has a name. But if it was once just to fuck with me, then that's fine. Yeah. Now, despite her, you know, seemingly natural aptitude for everything else, she has struggled with your lessons every single time. There's always been an issue of her just not getting it. Like, everything is pulling teeth with her, and you can't identify the problem and she can't explain it. It's always... It isn't that like she's she has the same problem you did where your potential is just garbage 
She's she's able to cast what you give her, but it takes her forever to get it. Until this evening. Okay. Something's changed since the last time you talked to her, and now it's just like you give her something and she's got it. She's like, okay, next. And then you give her a new spell or concept and she's got it. So, like, I don't know, the third or fourth time after this happens, I go, okay, what the fuck happened? Two weeks ago, you couldn't even begin to do anything that I told you without being like, oh, I can't. And now all of a sudden, bam. Yeah, so I, uh, I had an epiphany. Okay. So, like, the the thing that's been screwing with me this entire time is is the bit you told me about belief, the, the believing you can do it. Like that, I I know you're you're very convinced of it, but it sounded like horseshit to me this entire time, and that's been tripping me up. But I figured it out. It's because like, I I can't just say it's not true because it's obviously true for you. And therefore, it functions as true. So, so I went home, and I had a thought: what could be true about how magic works that presents in the way that you say it does, and is not bugfuck irrational? Okay, go on. And what I've got, what I've got, that's been that's been why I'm doing so good today is that it's it's a matter of fixing the end result of your casting in your brain. You need to have a very clear and concrete vision of what you want to have happen. And if you screw it up, that's where the glitches you've been talking about happens because your vision wavers and you wind up casting something else. And that's why belief works, because when you believe in a result so strongly, the image in your head doesn't waver. Okay. Well, looks like we finally got there, but we got there, so bravo. Uh, I guess we can move on to some of the stuff that... Honestly, I'm a little sloppy on uh, alchemy, potion brewing, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's great for me to know. It's not great for you because all it's done is further convince me that I'm right about this whole situation. Listen, I don't pretend to know everything about magic. And if it were up to me, I would have spent another decade, decade and a half studying it before I even began to teach someone. But the thing is, you gave me an offer I literally couldn't refuse. No, like, I get that. I'm just saying that now that I know all it takes is just fixing an image in your head super concrete... I'm more convinced than ever that people who can do magic need to be on a registry. Okay. Okay. 
No. Just no. Yes. I can, okay, like, I have it in my head right now, this entire building collapsing with everybody inside of it. I can feel that the only limiting factor is just how much energy I can move. Right, and there's maybe only one wizard alive who I've met who would do that. And believe me, Merlin's not exactly interested in leveling buildings. And I'm sure you have comprehensive census data in your head. I don't have that comprehensive, but like, given the extremes that I've seen, which is to say Merlin versus the average of what I've seen, which is maybe a little more powerful than me, I can safely say that unless there is another extremely powerful wizard in the world who I don't know about, it's just not possible for basically almost any wizard to do this. Like, like I said, I've met one out of dozens who could just level a building with a single spell. It would take a lot of prep work and it would take a lot of just energy that you would have to do. You mostly would have to get like four or five like-minded wizards to even begin to do something like that. And I know, I know, you said that the only thing that's keeping you from doing it is the limits of yourself, but that's the same for literally every wizard. And the only outlier I've ever seen is Merle. And until a couple months ago, I didn't even know he actually existed. Well, I can assure you, Grant Harrison, that those outliers do exist. That's great. And I'm sure that you can pull up examples and prove me wrong immediately. But the thing of it is, I tend to keep my ear close to the ground on this sort of thing. And even if I haven't heard of every single solitary one, they are so rare that like your entire theory on this is bullshit sure you tell me i can list them off i can how many hundreds of deaths are you interested in hearing about you shouldn't punish an entire population of people for the crimes of the few. So it's fine to just leave everybody alone because there's, it's only a few of them who are bad. How do you feel about gun control, Grant Harrison? It should, honestly, guns should be banned entirely, but- Wow, crazy. How many gun deaths are there versus responsible gun owners? Honestly, I feel like that number is a lot bigger than wizards versus irresponsible magic deaths. I'd just call it a matter of distribution, then. But a mass killing takes 10 people, maybe? And while that is tragic, we have a lot of 10s 
Whereas with wizards, we have just a few 500s. Grant, do me a favor real quick. Hmm. Throw me a sharp roll. I want to see if you pick up on something. Nine. Nine. She's hitting a couple of points over and over. Like every time she bring this, brings this up, she's got a couple common themes. Have you noticed what they are? So Grant just sort of like leads back a little bit and goes, you always seem to lean towards the leveling buildings thing. What got you on leveling buildings? Because when it happens, it comes out of nowhere and it kills hundreds. Right. Okay. But. Newsflash, Ashley. A normal person could level a building by themselves using knowledge that they can get on the internet and materials they can buy at Walmart. Yes, but we can track those purchases. We can't track it when everything just happens inside of someone's brain. Yeah, but if there's one thing the DHEA is pretty good at, it's finding out how things happen, which, you know, sort of puts you in the same camp as the very people who would be able to track those purchases and figure out what happened. So, if you ask me, if you're letting these wizards who are leveling buildings get away, sounds like you're just not doing your job. When you got to the last bit of that sentence, Something came over her. She has gone ice cold. She takes a breath and she says, I'm done with you for today. And she just turns around and walks out. She probably wouldn't disturb my neighbors and slam the door, so she probably closes it politely, but still wants to slam the door. After she does that, I just sort of grin and I'm like, I got her to leave instead. (laughs) See, while you're feeling good about yourself, Amalia comes out of the the office where you've got all of your painting stuff. She Mm -hmm. likes to do a little bit of art herself just to keep busy when she's not out and about. She just kind of sighs exasperatively and tells you, okay, look, Grant... I normally don't do this, but you two are never actually going to like get anywhere unless I actually jump in here. So I need you to do something for me. Yeah, what's that? I need you to get on Google and I need you to look up the phrases that she uses for turning her third eye on and off. All right, I will do that thing. Sampoon. Okay. 
Oh. Okay. Please tell me what Grant finds. Uh, the Sampoon department store collapse. Uh, June 29th, 1995, uh, in, I, in Seoul, uh, collapsed and uh, killed 502 people. Uh-huh. <sighs> Shit. So as you read over that, Amalia's just kind of like, you know, looking over your shoulder, watching you and waiting as the realization dawns on you. And she, she tells you, now... Uh, I don't know if you've heard about, um, Fate Arrangement. Have you heard about that one? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. So, the, the Sampung department store was the workshop of a human wizard with early onset derangement. He was about 500 years old, and he went full psychopath and a fae who had managed to evade detection they managed to sort of blank their records in the courts for a while and stay well past their due date and they were harvesting the attendees of the department store and Eventually, the Fae got found out, and the courts sent two of their knights, and unfortunately for everybody involved, it was winter and summer whose knights went, and that led to a sloppy retrieval mission. And the whole place got collapsed, and everybody died. Knights excluded, of course. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know why Ashley is so fixated on this, but it's clear that she is fixated on it. Okay. I give Ashley a couple of days to cool down because I very obviously said something that very much upset her. Uh, so after a couple of days, I will text her and I was not to say, why the fixation on Sampoon? She asks if you're at home right now. I am. She asks if she can come over. Yes. She takes a while to show up. And when she does, she's kind of dressed down. Normally, even when it's just the two of you, she's in like a button-down and slacks, but today it's t-shirt and jeans. She's comes in and just kind of sits down and is quiet for a bit. And she tells you to pull up her dad's Wikipedia page. Okay something I've looked at a couple of times before. It's how I correctly pegged her as the daughter. Yep. As you scroll through it, she tells you 
The bit there on his family is um, incorrect on purpose. Okay. I don't know why it was decided it was necessary, but I'm not the middle child. Or rather, there wasn't always a middle child. There were four. I'm not the first DHEA agent among my father's children. We found out what was happening in the department store. And we cooperated with South Korea's monster hunting team. I say we, I wasn't part of the department at the time. And my sister and her husband went in with the team and were lost. And also the bit on the Wikipedia page where it says that my younger brother has four children. Two of them are not his biological children. So, I'm not especially interested in being told, Grant Harrison, that we're not doing it good enough and that we can afford to just let you people, myself included, honestly, run free and do as they like with their abilities because that is what happens when we do. You do realize that a registry would fail catastrophically if it wasn't done automatically. Uh, it, like wiz wizards, value their privacy um i'm this various reasons i'm sure you know uh most of us don't want a repeat of what happened up in salem in the 1690s um i think some of them just want to be left alone and don't want to spend all day being harassed by people for magical solutions to stupid problems and then you have the people like me who work with the Ravens and the Ravens value discretion above all else. So we keep quiet about that. So going up to a wizard and telling them you need to put your name down on this thing with what you can do, almost none of them would sign up for that. At all. Like, I, I can think of maybe one out of all of the ones that I've met who would immediately put their name on there, and then maybe only another handful of others that would sign it after some consideration. Everybody else, like, if going by the sample, the admittedly small sample size, I've not met every wizard in the world, but going by the admittedly small sample size that I know of, you'd probably only get about 
anywhere between a 5 and 10% turnout. It's more than we have now. People, ordinary people should be allowed to be safe. And they're not. And they don't know it for reasons I don't understand and don't have the clearance to rectify. But they should be allowed to be. And we should be allowed to take steps in that direction. If the DHEA is so concerned about these kinds of people, why don't you guys hire wizards? You know who's in charge, and you know what your people did to him. You think he wants anything to do with you? You think I'm a hard ass about this situation? He'd put you all in camps if he could. So, the whole normalization of the DHEA since he took over has been because he just... Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Because I've, I've talked to wizards who know, knew the DHEA when they first started, and they said up until like 92, 93, wizards were a pretty common sight there. And looking at your dad's Wikipedia page, December 1992 was when he was officially made director. He was acting director for a couple months before that. I'm guessing. Yeah. It started out slow. He always wanted to have you phased out to consultant roles. I keep saying you. It's us now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He's always wanted a... He, at the most, only ever wanted us in consultation roles. But after Sam Poong doesn't want doesn't want any wizards anywhere near any facilities except in a spider headed for a cell. God, how pissed would he be if he learned that one of his kids was doing this? I'm trying not to think about it. It's gonna be an interesting day when I officially name you a wizard. She's been kind of she's been sitting on the couch this whole time. She's got like her hands in her lap and most of the time she's been kind of staring at the floor but now she turns just pivots on her butt to like lay on the couch and she's got one of her arms draped over her face she just says at you at the ceiling what are you what are you you and your team so afraid of What's coming that I don't know about? I won't have another Sampoong on my hands. 
Uh, give, give me a minute. I need to ask if I can tell you. And then I go into another room where she can't hear my phone call. And just for good measure, I'm going to do some magic to make sure sound doesn't leak through. And I call up Emery and I go, Emery, Ashley knows something's up and she's asking about it. And honestly, I know you had your reservations about how she would go running to her father if she found out. I honestly don't think she would if I asked her not to. Can I tell her, please? And, 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 and you're sure? Why are you sure about this? Why do you think that? We had a pretty big heart-to-heart, and she's already keeping one pretty big secret from her dad for the rest of her life. I'm pretty sure she can handle hiding this one for a month or two. Just, just try, if you can get her to magically swear to not have the DHEA run roughshod over us getting this ready, do it. But I don't know, if you can't, sure, do it anyways. All right, thank you. Um, I will let you know how it goes, either way. Y- yeah, yeah, good luck. Thank you. I hang up, and then I walk out, and I go, So, my boss says that it is okay to tell you, but they would prefer a magically binding contract where you can't get the DHEA to run roughshod over what we're doing. And... If you're fine with that, that is all right. But they also said that if you're not, uh, if you're not fine with that, then I can tell you anyway. So it is honestly up to you at this point. She's quiet for a minute, and she sits up on the couch. She locks eyes with you, and there is something kind of scary behind her eyes. She says, I can promise not to take over whatever operations you're running. Okay. Out of character, is that yes to the binding contract, or is that a you should trust me and not do it? That's however you want to take it. Okay. Um, so I will draw up the contract. Um, it's I think we've shown off how it's done before, but like, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, it's just like a thing that Grant writes over his arm, and then when they handshake it, the, uh, it just sort of flows into the other person. Yeah, that, that's, that's the route that Magpie did it, and in a couple of years, Amber will do it. Okay, so yep, we will do it that way. So I draw the runes on my arm, and then I, Hold out my hand. Shake. Yep. You both agree to the terms and shake on it, and then the text 
flows out of your arm and covers the both of you and sinks in. There is something in the fault line that on December 21st, if we don't stop it, everything dies. What kind of something? Does the phrase the great worm and his pale rider mean anything to you? Not a bit of it. Okay, well then, I will start talking about uh, one screen wipe later. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially one screen wipe later. Um, and uh, and then I wait for her reaction. She's got a real like. I'm a top agent in the DHEA, and I am thinking about a problem face on right now. She fucking stares at her arm. She's like, I I hate this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that whole ritual I did uh, about a month ago where I put myself part of myself in that phylactery, that was him in my head I was trying to get rid of. Yeah, alright. So, 21st of next month. 21st of next month. So, you know what this means? Hmm? It means we have one month to teach you how to cast combatively. She doesn't look happy about that. I mean, you can, you can suss out why pretty easily she's not yeah. fond of the idea of becoming an actually dangerous wizard. But at the same time, she would feel immensely guilty if she did not do anything about it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. What images do I need to fix in my head today? Who's next? I'll go next. All right. Yours or mine? I don't know. Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on it. And honestly, I feel like the one that makes the most sense would be yours. Okay. Like, I feel like mine would have to come later. Because it's not like something I would do in the middle of everything else we were doing. That's pretty fair. It's also, you can, we can have some stuff happen during my thing that will, will lead more strongly into yours. Hmm. That's ominous. So, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. One of these days, while you are just waiting for results to turn around, mm-hmm. you feel a tug inside you. Oh. And it is tugging north. Uh. Oh, okay. That's a weird feeling. I don't like that. I mean, 
I feel like it's pretty obvious what this is, so I'm just gonna go to... I'm gonna go to Adel's thing. His... Adel's cave. The cave what has the person and the worm in it. Yep. And the, the tugging stops once you teleport in. Where exactly are you teleporting to? Are you just, like, showing up directly where he's at? Or are you showing up, like, far off again, walking the rest of the way? Eh, far off again. I feel like it's a little bit more polite to not just teleport on top of somebody. I'm impressed at the manners you're showing your mortal foe, but all right. I mean, I basically offered to hang out with Adol while they're still trapped in prison. I feel like manners are at least until uh, until uh, manners are no longer required, a little bit expected. Like there, there's a little bit of decorum expected until, you know, someone one of us does something to remove the expectation of decorum. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay. So as you make your way towards the head of the worm, you can... I'm, I'm not going to make you roll for it because it's like enough of a eminently noticeable thing. You were sort of like consumed with your task of the parasites last time, so you didn't like take note of it then but now that you're not in a hurry you can tell that the pulses of light running down the length of the worm are happening more frequently hmm well it seems really obvious why that's happening either it's gathering energy or it's bindings are breaking so yeah as you get to the head of the worm, and Adol is already at ground level this time, and is just sort of like sitting and staring kind of absently at the ceiling, and the two fragments of you that he ripped out of you are just kind of drifting around, like they're astronauts in zero G. Huh, weird. I'd never do that. <laughs> And when you actually get within visual range, Adel's eyes like slide off of the ceiling to you, and he waves at you. Oh, that's disconcerting. Okay. I, I wave back and I say, Hi, I guess you wanted to see me. Well, we are not exactly flush with time to spend together as well use it while I have it. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> so, hi. I I feel like I'm asking this as a formality, but how are you today? Bored to tears, as I am most days. Hmm. Yourself? Uh, well, waiting for things to happen. Still sort of in the middle of dealing with 
uh, the parasites, but we've had some promising results. Things are going apace. So my day is not bad. Excellent. So long as I am not taking you away from the task of once again cleansing all of reality from those blighted things. Hmm. No, no. Right now I'm waiting on somebody else. So, I've got to admit that I, uh, didn't have anything in mind when I made this deal. At least, I don't have anything in mind right this moment. Did you, uh, call me for something in particular? Why don't we start with introductions? It occurs to me that I know your name, but I don't know how you would like to be addressed. I mean, I'm Roxanne Harrison. I just prefer Roxanne. I don't really have any titles that I care to use. And yourself? Well, if titleless first names are the order of the day, then titleless first names it shall be. Adel, if you would be so kind. Of course. It's a pleasure to be formally introduced to you, Adel. He's got kind of a wry smile on his face. Now, I do have you at a bit of a disadvantage. I was in your brother's head for long enough to have seen all of his memories of you. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose that would give you a pretty decent picture. I did kind of grow up with him. So, in the interest of leveling out this social interaction, I invite you to be social with me. I am just barely restraining myself from just, like, launching into a million questions. <laughs> it's like, so where are you from? You know, did you, like, did you, like, just, like, did you, were you, like, created fully bodied, or did you, like, grow up? Did you, you know, did you have any, did you have a lot of friends? I mean, did you have a family? Did you have parents? Did you just burst forth from the ether? Do you have, like, a father that you burst out of the forehead of, like Athena? <laughs> what started you on the whole, you know, bringing stability to the Feywilds thing? <laughs> just all those questions, just... You know what? Just make that canon, just, like, Roxanne just, like, bursts into questions, like, there's so much I want to know about. I feel... Sorry, I feel like there's not really a good place to start with questions like that. You <laughs> lived for longer than I can really picture mentally. There's so much you must have lived through that is interesting. And you are an interesting person, you know, d d d setting aside the fact that you are going to trying to 
murder me and everybody that I know and everyone that I don't know, in fact. But sorry, just a little curious. Yes, you are exactly as I pictured you. Well, to answer some of your questions, I was not birthed by anyone. I did come to be. I was not complete when I came to be. I completed myself. <laughs> Roxanne just like, you know what, same. <laughs> the most interesting of the questions you asked what started me on the path of bringing stability and order to my plane. It was unlivably dangerous to survive in that place, to thrive in that place. You had to be as I am. And I did not want that for the people I cared for. So I made a place that they could live and afford to be soft. I've got a look on my face, in character and out of character. Just like... God, I really feel that. <laughs> That was out of character. I mean, that was like not a thing that I said, just like. Mm. The feeling that you had. Yeah. I think I have an inkling of what you mean, yeah. I must say, you are more than I could have hoped for with your additions. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that. The project in Elysium that made you as you are an actor rather than just a human. That was of my design. It was of course not initially meant for humans. I meant it to bring some of my old companions over into Elysium to guide the further history of my plane into a glorious and endless future. Change them into beings who could do that. My inheritor has certainly repurposed the project, but I am glad to see that it has borne such fruit. I despise your origins, but I am enamored with what you are. Well, coming from you, that's pretty high praise, actually. It's not often that An absurdly ancient and powerful being tells me that I'm doing all, that I've done well in existing. 
I am most impressed, in fact, that you have mastered my language so thoroughly that you can modify yourself. Was not something I had considered, truthfully. Well, I... Don't you ever find that it's easier to accomplish things when you are trying to do something or correct something that offends your sensibilities as a person? And existing as something other than what I decided to be offended my sensibilities. On the first half of that sentence, they gave you this, like, toothy, predatory grin. Oh, I know exactly how they were going to take that. The way that they actually took it was, you know, the initial state of the Feywilds offending his sensibilities. But also, yes, the state of the planet Earth is offending his sensibilities, and he's going to correct that. On that note of your modifications, would you be terribly offended if I tested a hypothesis? It would eat away at me if I said no. So, if I said yes, it would offend me. So, sure, let's go. Out of curiosity, are you standing, sitting? What are you doing? <laughs> this is one of those moments where I like, str- where I have to go like, oh, do I? This is my gut reaction as a thing I would do. What would Roxanne do? Because I am totally the type that when I am anxious or having a conversation with somebody who makes me anxious, I definitely stand a lot. Uh. You know what? No, Roxanne's probably just like sitting cross-legged on the ground across from Adel. Alright, and what form are you in? Probably human. Like, the the most human form she has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. With your permission to begin, Adel takes just a moment to concentrate you can see a, this a small twinge in his face and he tells you commands you in the angelic language to stand and do you feel the command hit you and there there's a moment where you're like oh I should do that but then it like clicks off and you lose the compulsion. (laughs) That's an interesting feeling. Huh. (sighs) Yes. It is interesting. I did not think that my inheritor... You know their name now, correct? Ah, uh, yeah. Notcher. 
correct? Yes. Not sure. I was curious if Notcher would find a way to insulate you against me. Appears that they did. I am... I am proud that my creation managed such a feat, but... So a little concerned that it is overstepping its bounds quite so thoroughly. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's an idea that, at least in a lot of human stories, that I air quotes here children or creations go on to surpass the things that created them eventually. Maybe it's happening. Oh, I will have to test them thoroughly. Once I am free of this place and free of you. <laughs> I'll try not to take offense. You know, it's after I made that ever after I made the deal with you, suggested the deal with you. I wondered if I'd made a bad decision. If if I'd regret it, and I may still regret it. If I was making the wrong choice because of I'll admit slightly a selfish desire to understand you a little bit better not to not because I thought it would help me kill you I roll my eyes but because was an amazing opportunity to just know more. You know so much more than I may ever know, especially if you kill me. And it's exhilarating. Out of curiosity, are you expressing this sentiment earnestly, or are you trying to, like, butter them up a bit? No, I'm being earnest. I am well, playing into the bit of my character class where Roxanne wants to discover forbidden or dangerous knowledge. <laughs> I am 100% yeah. not trying I am not trying to butter Adel up. I don't give a shit about his feelings other than it would be good to have a to have a nice relationship with Adel because it would be nice to have a nice conversation. No, I definitely think that it is something Roxanne would want to just be able to pick the brain of ancient uh, godlike being you know even if just a little bit yeah yeah uh, I also want to offer you the opportunity to roll sharp because there's a, there's two pieces of information that could be useful to get out of this encounter 
Sure, I will roll sharp. I rolled a nine. A nine. Okay. So here, here's the deal. The first time you came down here, the first time you met Adel, the first time you saw the Great Worm, you recognized that something was up with the Great Worm. And more recently, you recognized that, you know, pr the first time you met him, Adel's left arm was gone. But now he has one again, and something's weird about it. So, which of those two do you want me to elaborate on? Uh, I'm honestly... I feel like we don't know anything about the worm. Like, I feel... Uh, personally, I want to know more about Adel's arm. In character, I feel like I should want to know more about the worm. So, I'm curious about the worm. Like, what's the deal with that thing? Okay. Oh, worm? <laughs> I will solve the mystery of the weird thing that you've just kind of been lightly twigging onto for a while. And that's, you've been in and out of there often enough for enough reasons that you can finally realize that the Great Worm is made of the Deadlands. Oh. Its material is the same kind that you were walking on during your great journey to the Elysian Gate. Interesting. Oh, I get it. It's a literal earthworm. <laughs> it's an earthworm, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if I should bother asking about it. Up to you. You know what? What the hell? I'm going to indulge my curiosity until Adol decides not to answer anymore. So, the worm's made out of... I've seen that same material in the Deadlands. Did you make that material, or did you find it, or... I'm interested. The Deadlands. Yes, I know that name from your brother's memories. Is there another name that you'd call it by? If it has an intrinsic name, I am unaware of it. I called it the Cleansing Plains once I understood its purpose. Interesting. Yeah, no, that, that name makes perfect sense. Okay. Sorry, digressing. When I... And he's sort of, you know, still sitting down, just tilts his head to stare at it. When I had the thought to build a weapon to eradicate your species, it occurred to me that I should infuse it with as much death as possible to ensure that the job would remain forever completed. So I built it from the firmament that absorbs death. Sorry, my brain just, like, stopped for a second there. 
You mean firmament as in like... You know what? I'm not going to be pedantic about this. I was going to get into a thing about how firmament actually means the sky, but you know what? I'm not going to get into it. It's stupid and pedantic. Please continue. (laughs) I mean, if you said all that in character, he just tells you that was the end of the thought. If you are saying that all out of character, I'm going to tell you that's the end of the thought. Okay. Yeah, no, that's the that's that's out of that's out of character. <laughs> Just gonna fucking roll up to it, it'll push up my glasses and be like, well, actually. <laughs> Genuinely, I didn't actually know that. Thank you for yeah, giving me that I, piece of knowledge. I thought it meant like ground as well. Uh, I think it was like. It means the sky, but maybe not necessarily in the same way that we think the sky. It's like a very old word. I think more specifically is what they believe the stars were like fixed in, hence firmament. Mm -hmm. Heavens or the sky, especially when regarded as a tangible thing. Yeah. Huh. In biblical cosmology, the firmament is the vast solid dome created by God on the second day to divide the primal sea into upper and lower portions that the dry land could appear. Okay, Christians. I only know that because uh, of fucking Shin Megami Tensei 4. Christ. Anyway... Uh, I don't really know where to go from there. Pass out the worm, we had a nice conversation. I can always ask another question. We can, you know, we don't have to play out like every second of time that you're here before you get a call saying, get back here, we're ready to get moving on this job again. Do I get cell reception inside the San Andreas Fault? You know what? More bars and more places. <laughs> Grant knows a fucking data witch. She can get cell reception anywhere if she wants it. I cast better cell reception at the darkness. <laughs> My girlfriend's Moirail can really boost your cell phone signal. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, anyway. All right. I had some fun hanging out with my good buddy who's going to murder me. <laughs> Just yeah. best pals with my murder bestie. Yeah. You you two chatted up. Honestly, Adel is pretty willing to indulge you in like a lot of secrets so long. And like even ones that might be dangerous to him specifically, like telling you what the worm is made out of might turn out to be bad for him, but he doesn't consider you enough of a threat to hold it back. So there's there's not a lot that he tells you to fuck off on. I just had the thought that Roxanne's basically like a kid talking to their grandpa about the war. (laughs) Which is not quite untrue in this circumstance. (laughs) Yeah. 
There is a bit of weird relations there. But yeah, he'll, uh, they'll go into more detail about their campaign on the Feywilds. If you ask for it, they'll tell you about some of the other kinds of hyper-dangerous monsters that they left behind. Oh, I definitely, I definitely ask about whoever wrote the journal. Okay. Yeah, so they tell you about Altus, who's just this sort of, like, weirdly out-of-place proto-fey. Like, obviously, Adel doesn't use the word proto-fey, but Altus was this, like unusually short, unusually gangly for their species, and like had a real soft and bookish disposition and was between them and Mesa, like the two that really got Adel started on their subjugation campaign. Like I care a lot for this tiny nerd who will absolutely get demolished in this universe. I'm going to change this universe. You know what? You know what? I get it. But eventually the call does come through that you need to get back into action. Yeah, I just... Roxanne just answers the call or answers the text or whatever and goes, Oh, well, um, disappointingly, I have to actually go do things now. But, uh, you know, it was a pleasure speaking to you. Do you mind if I just, like, come by again? I may turn you away. I am not without things to do in here. But, no. I suppose I would not mind you coming by on your own whims. Alright. Well, you may just see a lot more of me, but... For now, it was a pleasure talking to you, Adel. It was likewise a pleasure for me, Roxanne. I give him a quick, sharp little wave, and I teleport out of there. <laughs> and they go back to doing something. <laughs> Whatever it is that godlike beings do. <laughs> now to finish this jigsaw puzzle. The box says three to four years, but I think I'm going to get it done in two. (laughs) 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 Playing tic-tac-toe against the against the rock sand projections on the side of the Great Worm. (laughs) It turns out Idol's real shit at tic-tac-toe. He does not know the strategies. Strange game. I keep going for the, the center. The opening move is not to play. <laughs> Adel independently invented chess down here. <laughs> oh yeah, but all the pieces have like weird fey names. Like the rook is like a dragon, and the bishop is like <laughs> I don't know, just a wizard. Any kind of wizard. Just a wizard. The pawns are called goblins. I love those guys. They're so tiny and stupid. They're perfect.
All right, Dr. Edwin Steiner. Yep. Which way are we going today? Uh, hmm. Honestly, I'll leave it up to you. Which one do you want to do? Because I could go either way. Um, I'll just roll a die. I'll flip a coin. Flip a coin. See what happens. We'll call it a, a one will do your thing, on a two will do mine. A one, we're doing your Blood thing. Blood heist it is. Blood heist. Blood heist it is. So, Steiner. Today we're stealing the blood of normies. Hooray. So, do we have any idea just like how much blood we need? It has to be from multiple people, right? The the way that Sam made it sound to Grant, yeah, it does need to be from multiple people. You do by now know the precise volume that you need. You've got two knives forged by now, and it took the same amount of blood both times, so you you know the volume. So I guess I'd want to try to get every blood type for this. Just to be certain. Yeah, alright. If I just, like, try to buy some blood, um, that's gonna raise some questions on why I am buying blood. I, I don't know if that's a thing you can just buy as a civilian, for lack of a better if term. If you have enough money. <laughs> I mean... Peter Thiel literally gets transfusions of teenage blood because he believes it keeps him younger. He's a fucking vampire. That's not a joke. That's yeah. So you can fucking buy blood if you got enough money. I'm, I'm aware of that. But the Raven's coffers are deep. They're probably not deep enough to do that and not have it become a thing. So you're probably going to... Well, I would say after all this time, but you recently had a very good expedition in Boston. Return to your thieving ways. And I don't feel great about knocking over a red cross, I'm going to say. I don't need a lot of blood. It's probably not going to be a big deal, but it's like a little, little feeling in the back of my head says, what if this, this little pint of blood is going to make a difference? I don't feel great about this. If it is any consolation, Edwin, by stealing this relatively small amount of blood, you are potentially preventing infinite gallons more from being shed. I, I know that, I know. It's just... It still doesn't feel great. It still feels wrong to do. But, as you said, it is... unnecessary evil, so... Huh. Right, so let's, uh, transport it safely. Steiner just like putting stuff together to transport the blood and getting his thieving tools ready, I suppose. Yep. Gonna gonna go case a blood bank. Yeah, find one that's, you know, not right on top of them, but is close enough. I have actually gone onto Google Maps and looked up blood banks around Pasadena. There's a lot of them, actually. How far away do you want? About ten minute drive. 
How about that? All right. I think that puts you at Griffal's plasma. Well, they do plasma, not blood, right? They have to get the blood to get plasma, don't they? Like, well, don't no. They put see it in what they do. Centrifuge to separate out the plasma. Yeah, but the blood goes back in you. The red blood cells get put back in you. They take the plasma. Huh. Incredibly weird. They don't need the cells. I mean, they just need the plasma. I've definitely had my blood taken out and run through a machine before. Listen, I've talked to people who donated plasma before. That's how it happens. It also apparently makes them just really fucking cold because they're putting basically chilled you know, blood cells back into you. So stuff goes back into you. I know that much. Okay, so the next closest one that isn't plasma is... It's this... Can I link a Google Maps result to you guys? It's literally just called Blood Bank. (laughs) And the subheading is Doctor. Like, this is some sketchy shit. Hello, I am Real Doctor, here to collect blood from you. That's the feel that I'm getting. I'm Dr. Pank, not a vampire. <laughs> Dr. Blood to be Ank. Now I have to take your blood out for entirely legitimate purposes. This is fine. Christ. Am human. Donate blood, please. <laughs> Give me your delicious blood. I mean your blood. Also, you can just hit up a Pasadena Red Cross. I want to knock over a blood bank TM. I'm not going to feel real too bad about that one, I think. It's just yeah. a literal you know what? Let's make it Actually, let's make that fucking interesting. It is actually just a front for a vampire. <laughs> Alright, ruin the thing that I've got going. The, uh, the thing that no. I've got planned, why don't you? No, it's, no, it's, it's fine. I mean, that's not literally what I have planned, but I hate how obvious of a joke this is. (laughs) But also how fucking obligatory. So yeah. As I said, the closest place is Blood Bank. And I don't know, I assume you're going to go in at night. Nah, not necessarily. A lot of burglaries like this take place during the day, but probably night. Just less chance of people. Alright. How are you getting in? This isn't like a hyper-secure building. This... Like... It's questionable if this place is legitimate, even with how kind of, like, shitty it looks. But it exists. Yeah, I've broken into more secure places than this. So I've just taken the time to scope out, find security cameras, you know, disable them, however. And then just, like, it's probably a pretty damn simple lock that I can just break. I feel like Siner is going into this a little maybe too relaxed. Like, he's not expecting much to happen because it's just, like, he's done bigger jobs. This is kind of... eh to him. Yeah. It's like, go to the store, pick up milk and bread, knock over a blood bank, go home. Here, I'm actually, I think I can just post this result so you all can see it. 
take a look at the blood bank. Blood bank. There we go. Let's just keep zooming in on it. See, look, I don't need to follow us. This is so fucking sketchy. Are those solar panels or are the, is that like roof just shitty? Okay, okay, I turned the camera around and it's a little bit less sketchy now. But for a second, I just saw a wall and it said clinic and led to nothing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, behind this wall is where the clinic is. Please come around. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is this place is extremely cursed. This whole thing is sketchy. It's across the street from a, a YMCA building. Oh, and there's an wall. MPT and a CHT nearby. I'm, not, I'm going to admit, I, I really expected it to be an old Pizza Hut. <laughs> but like, not the staple okay, American so, architecture. So, what I was talking about the roof is I wasn't looking at it as street view. I was looking at it on satellite view, and there's just like, looks like it's chunks of the roof that are missing. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Well, there was a blood heist, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steiner, you get to the back entrance of this extremely weird building. And when you bring out your thieving tools to get the lock, you realize it's already unlocked. Um, maybe they just forgot to, un maybe they just forgot to lock before they went home. Does the lock show like any signs of damage or forced entry? I mean, a good lock forcing it is all internal work, so you might not be able to tell. Uh, so, like, the door's not been, like, broken or anything? Correct. Okay. There's no sign of it being kicked open or glass being smashed or anything. Alright, I'm a little more on guard now, but I'm still gonna make my way inside quietly and carefully. Alright. Sounds like a read a bad situation. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yes it is. Uh, let's see. Thirteen, damn. Thirteen. Well, big one. Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? You, you tune your keen warrior's ears to the inside of the building. These senses activate. And there's definitely at least two people in here besides you. Hmm. Uh, Alright, are they knocking over... Are they trying to steal... Well, I suppose I wouldn't be able to know that just yet. It doesn't sound like they're, you know, ripping cabinet doors off of hinges or anything. It sounds like they're trying to be quiet. See, I'm trying to, like, think. Is it, like... What I want to do is just, like, go knock over a different blood bank, but that's just going to ruin everything. And I feel like maybe Steiner would take this as a challenge. Like, maybe this is like, okay, can I steal from thieves who are stealing from this place? How good of a thief am I? <laughs> Alright. 
So how do you proceed? Well, also, you have two more questions. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to those for a while. Okay. Um, so what I want to do is I want to try to sneak around and just observe what these two are doing for a bit. So I think that's like an act under pressure. Precisely. Pressure is cool. That's a nine. Okay. That, that's a nine. All right. Okay, how do I want to do this? Because I can't have you just, like, eat shit and make a ton of noise and give away that you're there. Maybe I accidentally left the back door open. Just not even thinking about it. And what? It... And they, like, one of them notices or something. So now that they know that somebody else is here. Yeah, or like a breeze knocks it shut, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You left the door open because you didn't think anybody else would be in here until you got far enough in, and at that point you stopped thinking about the door. And then a a, a little bit of the Santa Ana winds kicks on, and the door... It doesn't, like, slam shut, but there, there is definitely, like, the audible clack. And it's deafening in the silence. And... All of them go still. You can hear all of the shuffling just stop. And then you hear one of them kind of shout whisper, Go check that out! Alright. Um, hmm. I'm going to use what's most vulnerable to me as how can I position myself so that I can see this guy without him seeing me? Mm. Does that work for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep in mind, I probably have, like, night vision and these guys don't. Right, yeah, if you've got your goggles. What you could do is... This... Most of the doors in this place have that, like, glass window in it. Right. And you could get behind one of the doors and stand, like, on the opposite side of the room and use the minor amounts of zoom that your goggles provide to catch sight of them. Okay. Yeah. I would like to try to do that then. Alright. Roll cool again. Plus one. I'll need it. Okay, yeah. This time, you just get into position without making any more noise before whoever this is comes to check. And... You do, in fact, see him as he creeps around a corner, trying to check every angle, find out why the door just clacked. All right, so describe this person. They are apparently male. Seem to be, I don't know, like 5'9", wearing pretty stereotypical thieving clothes, like, dark long sleeve top a black beanie to conceal their hair black tennis shoes it it just seemed to be pretty normal okay so just like standard thief not like vampires or nothing as far as I can tell yeah I mean I don't think Steiner's ever actually met a vampire so you don't really know what they look like 
I would be aware that they exist. Actually, since I'm thinking about that, let's hit the you do actually see if they got a body temperature. You do actually know that they exist because Ashley told you they do, because one of the first creatures the DHEA ever captured was a vampire. I mean, we've so, yeah. a variety of. Yeah. You, you did fight a, dead, a weird Deadlands vampire. So you do click on your thermal vision, and... This dude definitely does register significantly colder than a human should. Not like ice cold, but like you should be receiving medical attention kind of cold. Cool. Hmm. Also, don't forget your goggles do have magic vision now. I don't remember if you. I don't know if you remember to add that to your yeah, equipment I put tags. That on there. Okay. Yeah, I can cycle through magic vision. Just uh, since, like, he's not reading normal, I'd probably hit him with any kind of vision I got. Yeah, magic vision, he is projecting a slight aura. It's definitely not, like, as big as you do. It's not as big as anybody on your team. But there's definitely magic afoot with this individual. Alright, um... So here's the thing. Is they're not, like, actively hurting anyone? And if they are vampires, they're actively going out of their way not to hurt someone. So I'm not... I don't want to, like, go in swinging, so I'm going to attempt diplomacy first off. So since I have the advantage right now, is I know where he is and he doesn't know where I am, I want to just try to get his attention, just like, psst, buddy. All right. I think I want you to roll Act Under Pressure to, like, engage this dude without causing him to freak out. Okay, do we have any pluses on this since I'm acting on, um, information yeah. that I get? So I have a plus one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say your, uh, what's most vulnerable to me will carry over for this one. Ten. Happy to have that Thank plus goodness. one. Yeah, tell me, how do you approach this guy? Well, I guess just that, just, buddy, this is a little bit awkward. He doesn't have, like, the big full-bodied flinch of someone who was just taken for a fright. It's just kind of like a, uh, uh, buh? He swings his head over in your direction and, like, locks eyes with you. I'm just gonna, like, stand up and show my hands as a gesture of good faith. It seems like we're robbing the same building. It's gonna spreads his hands like a what kind of gesture? <laughs> yeah, I don't think either of us expected this. So I'm not gonna ask why you need the blood. I would appreciate the same gesture. I don't need a lot. I feel like if we can just each take what we need and just leave and pretend this didn't happen, it'd be best for both of us, hmm? That sounds like a manipulate someone. Yes. And you are definitely give, getting your pleasant and friendly manner on it. That's a nine. And hey, you are being so pleasant and friendly in your manner about this. He doesn't immediately cry foul. It's like, um, 
Yeah, sure. Okay, I guess. I see you're rubbing and I see you are rubbing blood. May I suggest letting me also rub blood? So he'll take you to where the others are. Once you get in the room, you realize there's like three other people. Two of them have just been not doing much. One of them is struggling to get into the cabinet where they store the blood. And he's just like, um, so everybody, we, um, this is awkward. We have a guest. So, all right, so full disclosure, I'm not sure what you are, but I know you're not entirely human. That's fine. I'm not either anymore. Their body language changes. They're not like in combat mode now, but they're all a bit more nervous. Hey, easy, easy, easy. We're all criminals, yeah? I would prefer nobody finds out about any of this either. Looks like you're actually having a little bit of trouble in there. Do you mind? I can probably get that open. <laughs> the one who has been having the trouble still looks confused and a little on edge, but just, like, gets out of the way. I'll go take a crack at it here. Roll me cool. Give me... Honestly, give me a plus two. Eight. Very glad to have that and plus eight. two. So yeah, it, uh... It takes a while. You're used to being able to be a little bit louder than you are, but between trying to keep your guests, your partner, your accomplices happy. You still that for a good luck here. Yeah. It's uh, it's taken a while. As you you can feel that it's going to pop with, with just a little bit of extra love, but it is taking you a bit. As it's happening, one of the... And uh, out of curiosity, have you, like, had your goggles on this whole time as you were introduced to the rest of the team? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, they're all vampires. Or they're, they're all some kind of magic something. Uh, one of them, who's the one of the ones who's just chilling out, just kind of mutters, Weird German accent, and knows about other... Oh, holy shit, are you that raven guy? Um... Would you hold it against me if I need to confirm or deny that? I mean, kinda. Uh, I suppose I am. Yo. Yo, you're kind of a celebrity. Like, your uh, whole team is kind of a pack of celebrities around here. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, it's a good way for the most part. Alright, specifically towards you, a good way or a bad way? I mean... Like the... So, you know, I guess if we're all being full disclosure here, like... I had a cousin who went to the anime expo earlier this year, and uh... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize that. my fucking mic was unmuted. <laughs> Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah. It's a little they, messier uh, than I would have liked, but it ended up right in the end, I suppose. Yeah, so while, um, 
Well, some folks around here kind of think y'all are, you know, the cops. Uh, to me and mine, y'all are a pack of heroes. Well, I appreciate that. And again, I'm not going to ask what you need with this. I can take a guess. I'd appreciate it if you didn't ask the same. And we all walk out of here happy. And that's when the lock clicks. Ah, there we go. They shall out for a nice lock, I have to say. You guys hit this before? Nah, we, uh... We usually hit somewhere else, but they've, uh... They're running a bit dry. Not not because of us. We try not to take more than they can handle, but there was, um... A whole bunch of accidents recently. Something about all the earthquakes. And they kind of drained a lot of their stock, so... It did go somewhere new. I should donate blood. Actually, I wonder if it's even safe for me to donate blood now. I'll check into that. Yeah. Well, uh, I just need... Um, I'm going to pick out what I need here. If that's alright with you. Yeah, please, uh, take a positive, it. Positive, B, negative, thank you. Alright, I just need this. Is that alright? Ah. Uh, yeah, we can eat lean for a bit. I would not be doing this if it was not absolutely important. But I appreciate that. Yeah, all the stories about you don't make you out to be the kind of guy who robs blood banks. Are you a, a vampire, too? No, this is a ritual component. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't say that robbing a blood bank is the greatest thing, but it's a lot better than, you know, eating people. So, if... Tell you what, if we get reports that little blood banks are being robbed, we'll, we'll look the other way for as long as we can. Yeah, appreciate it. Right. Appreciate you not eating people. Just trying to be the best kind of people we can be. Yeah, aren't we all? Well, gentlemen, I believe we all have our respective business to attend to. It's been a pleasure meeting you, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, tell your cousin well, I said hello. You see him again. Well, do you? Uh, you keep doing good work out there. Ah, <sighs> trying to. In the middle of a thing now, actually. Eh, good luck with that. I'm sure you're saving all kinds of lives. Saving at least one, and that's honestly enough. A couple of them ask for handshakes, but yeah, they're sure. able to just head home. They don't fuck with ya. I don't fuck with them. Nice. Thieves' honor. Sometimes it's nice when people just don't fuck with each other. Yep. <laughs> so I can assume that I just like pack the blood away and get home without incident. Yeah, absolutely. Had a whole that bunch was... of good rolls. That was a bit odd, but not unwelcome, honestly. And actually, I will like give Henry a heads up. Like, if you get reports about blood banks being robbed, I know the dudes; they're all right. Just like give them a few days to clear out. The, the message you get is, if it becomes a problem, we do have, like, contractual obligations to step in, but sure, we'll do our best. 
I'll just I'll straight up tell Emery the story. Just like it'll be entertaining. Yeah, their overall response to the story is that kind of rules. Actually, <laughs> I thought so too. They were perfectly nice. And like I said, they're trying not to, you know, eat people. I mean, knocking over blood banks, like, not super comfortable with it, but it's better than draining the blood out of a living person. So, you can... I, I assume you're just going to immediately turn around and get this knife forged? Yeah, if I have the time. I'm not yeah, you absolutely do. Alright, so yeah, let's knock that one out. Three down. Yeah. Go fetch Qualia... She makes the ore, hands it off to Morton. Go fetch Margaret. Have her extract fire out of your crown. Actually forge the knife. I've upgraded the battery capacity. <laughs> yep. Give Ashley the heads up, customarily. Mm-hmm. And the it's it's still like even with the upgraded battery capacity, it's still enough that. Your your wards you've managed to get it to the point of where your wards are merely straining on the backwash. You're not you're not absolutely annihilating them. So good job on that. I'll try to make that any better, but it seems to be doing the job for now. So long as this stays consistent, I don't see it being a problem in the future. You might want to upgrade it because we're gonna have to forge a lot of knives very soon. In rapid succession. We only have three of them, four of them, something like that. I'm speaking. This makes number three. Okay, yeah, we only have three of them, and we have a month to get seven. I'll probably just like refresh them in between forges. That'll probably do the trick. Yeah, probably. So as as always, when the knife is finished, there is a a strange feeling that permeates the air of your lab. You know, the first time with the Knife of the Void, it was a black hole in your basement. When you had the Knife of the Children, it was a sort of, like, rapid flicking through of the seasons and just sort of the passage of time that way. This time, you experience sort of the 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 concept of global community, of just being a person who's alive and doing their best in the world today. And if I can bottle and sell that, I'll make millions. <laughs> Especially now, jeez. <laughs> Congratulations, team. You have obtained the knife of the unknowing. Hooray! Three down, seven to go. Six, seven, eight. We've got like two missing that we don't know who they are, right? Yeah. And we, well, we've got two that we don't even know the thing to, and then one that I'm hopefully going to solve today. And speaking of maybe getting it solved today, let's get cracking on that. Grant yeah. Harrison, what are we yeah. what are we doing today? Today we're gonna find out who the fucking wounded is. Okay. <laughs> How do you approach this? So now that I have Ashley on board with this and she is 
in my brain meets a candidate for the wounded, I can start going through who it definitely isn't and narrow it down to who it potentially is. And I've narrowed it down to Emery because of the leg situation and the finger situation, honestly. Ashley because of the hand situation. Who else? Those are the only two... Suggestions from the other players? Unless... Well, here's another thing. I also want to see if Wounded... I want to try and I mean, you're taking if... Wounded pretty literally. Yeah, no, no. Like, I, I, I was literally just thinking, about to say, what if Wounded isn't physically wounded, but, like, emotionally wounded? In which case, Magpie would also probably be in... A, uh, a candidate because being separated from your dad for over a century can do some awful shit to you. Then who else is emotionally wounded that isn't already a person who is uh, already a thing? Um, there's always there's always George. I think George could also be a candidate for the wounded, considering she nearly got cut in half at some point. I mean, she did. She did get cut in half. She got better, yeah. though. No, she got... She wasn't completely cut in half. There was still a little bit there connecting her, which is why she's... The only reason why she's still alive. I was just going to say, wasn't one of the things, like, the stipulations that we need someone who is acting the, the role yeah. of being wounded? So it can't be somebody that's, like... I don't think it can be somebody that is healed... Okay. Or someone so that it, is like, I, I don't think somebody that has like a prosthetic that is near perfect in every way counts as wounded. Still, are you sure? In the classical sense, <laughs> I mean, you can always check. That's your job, detective boy. Yeah. Can I throw dice at the problem? Can I play the game? <laughs> can I? Can I use the game mechanics? I don't... I don't think we're at that point yet. Okay. I don't think it requires dice to just, like, ask for a blood donation from a couple specific people and just, like, have Qualia and Margaret and Steiner in the room and just try things. Okay. Alright, um... So... So who do you check first? Honestly, I think the best candidate would be Emery because we've kind of determined that like most if not all of these are going to be people that are that we know and Emery is also a really good candidate for the wounded because they were legitimately super wounded for a very long time and in immense amounts of pain so let's let's try them first all right so you can bring Emery to Steiner's lab, draw the appropriate amount of blood, and pass it off to Qualia, and when she works it into an ore, she just kind of checks it, analyzes it, says, uh, well, this is interesting stuff. It has actually anti-magic properties, but, uh, no, this doesn't match the other stuff you've been giving me. Okay, well... Thank you, Emery. Uh, I hand them a cookie. All right. 
Um, one one of the magic drug cookies, was it? No, I would not give. I don't think we have any more of those. You have precisely one more dose of it. Yeah. That's why I asked. Maybe I can eat one of the magic drug cookies and ask some questions. <laughs> Honestly, that'll give you the answer. It's just like, hey, ring, 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 Ste- ring. Steiner! Steiner, I need drugs! <laughs> we all do in this society. No, Why? no, like, uh, because I'm trying to find find out who the wounded is. It's not Emery, and I just... Right, found- and you want to come on a vision quest or something. Yes. Fine, I wasn't going to use it anyway. Awesome! Great. I think it's going bad, so <laughs> might get to stomachache. Uh, I mean, it's eh. in the freezer. Awesome, thank you. I head over. I take the cookie and I eat it. It's your like... own trip, buddy. I'm not, I'm busy right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Hey, you know what? Amalia's there. Or you know what? No, we. I haven't hit. We haven't done like stuff with lo- actual role playing stuff with Lolo for a while. So can Lolo be my trip, buddy? You know what? Sure. Why right. are you doing this, then? I guess my apartment. Okay. All right. So, Grant, you eat the cookie. It's a little stale. Yeah. <laughs> but the drugs inside of it are sourced from the fucking Deadlands. While, yeah. while yeast and chocolate and flour may go bad... That's that shit is eternal. <laughs> so you, as before, begin to see a, a sort of creeping encroachment of the Fey Wilds into the room. Please roll plus tough. Oh, it's plus tough. I thought it was plus weird shit. Okay. No, it's always <laughs> been plus tough. It has always. I'm actually fairly good at tough. I've got plus two tough. So. Oh no! Mm, not oh, this no, time. You ain't. Oh no! I'm you not spending are... luck on this. It's... The the problem is that you are like desperate for answers, and that is causing you to be anxious, and that's fucking up your trip. Oh no! Oh, however, I'll... however, your your trip, buddy, is somebody who has a lot of experience handling a person with destructive amounts of anxiety. I chose wisely. Yeah. So, I'm turning that into a seven. Thank you. (sighs) Roll me tough again, now. We always have three tough rolls for these. Thirteen, though. Thirteen. So as the Fey Wilds encroach further and further into the room, with your girlfriend's help, you level out and you feel good, you feel excited. You're going to get an answer that you desperately need, and you're definitely going to get it. So you you are ready to ride this shit out. And give me the last roll. Okay. Seven. Seven. Two sevens and a thirteen. Alright, so... Out of the brush comes two figures. It's a siren and a minotaur, and they just kind of sit down on the floor in front of you. You get two questions. 
Who is the wounded? Nobody. The wounded no longer exists. How do I get their blood? They must be made anew. Wounded fresh by your mortal foe. Hey. Oh shit, that's George. Okay, so yeah, the answer was George. Or maybe not even George. Not necessarily George. But somebody in George's position. Give me a sharp roll, just real quick. Nine. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just could have been anybody who was wounded by Adel. Unfortunately, everybody who has, has healed. Sam has long since recovered from the time you pushed him too far. You, I mean, if you weren't already consumed by being the void, your leg has recovered. George has been healed. Emery has recovered. All your candidates have healed or been healed. Yeah, so we need to find a way to trick Idol into hurting someone. Oh, that'll be very hard, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, although, we do know someone who... I can take Sam into the oubliette, explain to him what's going on, have him be only a little wounded, take his blood. I know, cause yeah, we could we could get the amount we could get the blood that we need outside of the oubliette. Um, take his blood and have Roxanne heal him with death magic. Roll me sharp again. Eleven. Adel is in Sam's head the same way they were in yours. Mm-hmm. Which means they have access to his memories. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. And if uh, if we tell him exactly everything that's going on, uh, even after we get the blood, Adel will be like, "Oh no, you're dead." So we have to do it without telling Sam and I'm going to feel real shitty about it for like a month until I can come clean (sighs) I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a line of questioning that would be reasonable for me to lie about and have Sam want to answer and then get wounded. Do you want a suggestion? Yes, please. What about, uh, the worm? If he has any connection to Adol, then maybe asking about the worm or the worm's weakness, because that's a thing we don't know. It's not necessarily a bad, uh, tack to take. Okay. Ask him a question you generally need an answer to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so here's the plan. I am going to undo some of the stuff on my oubliette on purpose, not as a joke. So so that way 
Adel can still get through. And then I will ask Sam a question that he would probably reasonably know the answer to about the worm. And when he tries to answer, Adel will fucking cut him, I guess, in the eyes, and then... No! No, that won't work, because the minute we take his blood, then Adel will know something. something's up. Like, Sam's just straight up not an option anymore. I mean, if you wanted to stick with Sam, you could, like, do that, and then while he's bleeding, just, like, leave the room, fix the things that you changed so that it works properly. And, like, Adel wouldn't have a reason to kill him, you know, once he scans his memories and sees that the blood's already collected. Because, like, you know, it's, he's as, as awful as he can be, I, I think Roxanne might attest that he d- isn't the type to just, like, do that. Okay. He's going to kill Sam later anyways. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it that way then. All right. What question are you going to ask Sam? What would he reasonably know that either we don't already know or Idol thinks we don't already know? Is there anything we can do to strengthen the bindings on the Great Worm? Is there anything you know that could possibly do that to buy us a bit more time. Just kind of thinks for a bit. Says, "I, I mean, I don't know what the bindings are in the first place. If you could like show them to me, I might be able to try and adapt them or think of a way to reapply them. But outside of that, I, I don't, I, I, I can't help you there. We've seen them before, right? Like I." Word. The what what you've seen of the worm's bindings when you like checked them out briefly the first time you were down in the tunnel is that they're they're essentially running a language that you haven't ever experienced anywhere else. Okay. This is the ancient Mayan hyperbinding spell. Okay. It's running a completely different computational language. Alright, yeah, um, I'll show him that, and hopefully his interests align with ancient Mayan shit. It's just kind of picking over it, it's like, uh, god, I'd need, like, I'd need a bit to even start to grasp this. How long is a bit? I mean, it's it's trying to learn just a completely different language. I'm, imagine you've been speaking romance languages your entire life, and now somebody is asking you to figure out Chinese by looking at a page of Chinese. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, then let me try a different. Let me try a different thing then, because I is now a point where I can roll to um, either to investigate a mystery, because I think I can twist a question into I mean, asking. I'll allow it. I can't promise I'll have an answer for you. Okay, fair enough. Um, let me just... Fucking Christ. Oof. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take that five. I, I, I only have two luck left, so I can't spend it like, like this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, rolling dice at the problem cannot so- solve it. I, in real life, have to apply actual thinking skills. Um, Other players may contribute yes. to the conversation. To be honest, I don't really have much. I am thinking carefully. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something that maybe we've already learned that we can trick Idol into thinking we don't know about the worm. It doesn't even necessarily have to be about the worm. It could just be anything. Yeah. Why don't I look at the pale rider problem? I mean, you could ask her to get past the wings. He doesn't. He doesn't know about the sword yet. My sword. Was that done after I got him kicked out of my head? Might have been. Um, Because if it wasn't, then he does know. That was before... Well, getting the ore was before that. Getting the claws. he He was still in your head during the wretch hunt. Yeah, he's reasonably smart. He could probably extrapolate. He definitely knows about the... Solving invisible stuff. Um, he knows that we know. He because know, I talked to Sam about it last time about how we need more than one knife. God, this is actually genuinely puzzling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so I mean, there's some incredibly simple solution that we've just like overlooked. Yeah, we're, we're just yeah. we're just overthinking it. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you actually ask your in-game friends for help, and maybe we can roll on it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll send a te- I'll send a text to you guys. It's like, guys, I need Brain help. Bad. <laughs> I need help. I need to ask a question that Adol doesn't think we don't know the answer to, so that way we can get Sam hurt, so I can take blood from him. Wow, that's really fucked up, Grant. All right, now are we actually going to be allowed to roll for this? Yeah, I'll allow it. Somebody like please don't roll. Of- fucking snake eyes. What are we rolling? Just investigate a mystery, or what are we doing? Just a sharp Yeah, just rolling sharp. Just rolling sharp. sharp. I'm gonna let, uh... (laughs) Seven. (laughs) It's not a failure. It's not a failure. It's not a failure. I don't know, like, the teleporting, you... I don't think even Grant knows about Steiner's solution to the teleporting. teleporting. Oh, yeah. See, I thought about that and then I dismissed it because I was like, why would Sam even know anything about that? He might have a solution that is completely different from Steiner's. Yeah, there we go. Still use some information. So yeah, sure. So it makes sense. Just take back. I've been working on figuring out the teleporting thing. Well, I say I, it's it's been Cam and myself. We've been training, but that might be an angle to attack. Hold on, wait, you and Cam have been training? Can I watch? Wait, you yes. can, you're trying to solve a teleporting thing? What the hell? Okay. Alright, um, so I'll go. Um, hey, Sam, uh, quick question, another question real quick. How did we get past the Pale Rider's teleportation trick? Like, he, he teleports way too, like, he moves way too fast for us. It's basically teleportation. We need to get around that. 
Okay, yeah, I, uh... I could actually help you with that, because, like, at its root, all teleportation is just, like, a f it's it's derivative of base spatial magic, and that's that's my field. So, I can... Like, it'd be, it'd be tough if the Pale Rider is as powerful as I'm getting the image of. Like, it would this thing was able to invade my brain, just no problem. But I think I can make a way to just lock down teleportation within, like, an area. All right, yeah. Let's do it to it. Let's get working on that. Okay. You take Sam up to your library, mm -hmm. and you two get to work. I guess roll me plus weird. This is a 10. Yeah, so, you know, it's... The solution you come up with is... Because, you know, Adol is crazy powerful and isn't teleporting in the usual way, so it might not be perfect, but this might give Steiner at least the edge that he needs to actually make whatever solution he's working on work perfectly. Okay. And at any point, does Idol not like this idea and decides to punish Sam for it? At no point does Sam start bleeding. Fuck. Okay, well, Sam we... just kind of like twitches for a moment and like looks up like he's thinking and he's like, Is. When it was in your head, did it like talk to you? Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is normal then. It's laughing. <sighs> okay. Alright. So, he knows what we're fishing for. Grant, roll me plus sharp, and honestly, give me like a plus two. <laughs> Even with the plus two. I still only got an eight. That's the total of plus five. I almost wrote snake eyes. <laughs> you know, when you were um, talking to Sa when you completed your oubliette and you were talking to Sam, mm -hmm. you said the names of all of the knives that you need to him. Oh, fuck. Good job. You know what it's gonna have to come down to. Hmm. We're gonna have to fucking make this knife as we're fighting him. <laughs> we're gonna have to get someone wounded, teleport them to the fucking Feywilds, have them quickly forge a shitty knife made out of wounded blood, teleport back and rejoin the battle. That's what's going to be... That is what's happening here. I have a question. Uh-huh. Does the person who's wounded have to be wounded by Adel? Yes. Not even just in a similar fashion? The Grant's vision stipulated that they need to be wounded by your mortal foe. 
which who else? Okay. I have a really stupid idea that I'm gonna try and pass by you later. I don't it's like too big of a thing to deal with now. No, 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 do it do it now. Okay, so like time magic is like illegal, right? <laughs> Exceptionally. <laughs> but what if you're not trying to turn back time on the world? What if you just tried to turn back time on a single person? <laughs> George! George, please, can we teleport you back in a little time a little bit so that way we can take your blood? <laughs> so this is a real big ask. Or, or, what about, instead of turning back time, could you grab something from back in time? Could you reach back in time a short-ish distance and take something? At the end of the day, it's still the kind of hyper-illegal time magic. I'm sure the center court will make an exception because we're trying to fucking save the world. Well, not their world, just a world. I don't know that they will. <laughs> I mean, there's... There's gotta be more than one way to turn back time. I was... Merlin! <laughs> hey, Merlin. Do you want to turn back time and steal some blood? <laughs> also... Merlin pops a beer, hell yes. No, Merlin can't, Colin. I, I don't know if you forgot yeah. about this no, conversation. No, I, I no, I know, I know we did. Like, I know, but like, I, I still think it's funny just running to Merlin because we have a problem that needs solving. <laughs> Merlin, please! Help, we're all too stupid to figure this out! <laughs> Give me a little while to think about this. Yeah, anything involving the watch is definitely not something we're going to be able to accomplish today. Okay, but hey, I figured it out. I fucking... You fucked it up, this is what I, you did. I fucked it up, but we also figured it out. So good news and bad news. I mean... In actuality, Roxanne fucked it up. It's... I am blameless in this situation. (laughs) You are. (laughs) I would say Roxanne is less blameless. Roxanne fixed a person who was grievously wounded. Grant said the names of the special killing weapons to the person who is currently telepathically connected to the person you need to use those weapons on. I honestly forgot about the telepathic connection. For some reason, I forgot about that. Uh, Oh, wow. It happens. No more Deadland drugs for you, young man. It rots your brain. (laughs) I mean, we still maybe have another bit of, like, the Adel's teleportation puzzle. Yeah, we, we at least made progress on that. Yeah, that's advanced a bit. Honestly, if if we can get this fucking clock thing to, like, if we can manage to actually use the watch for a special exception, we don't even need to go to George. We can go to Emery. Emery was stabbed by the by the Pale Rider, and, want, and then, like, we can just use their blood. That's a big if, though. That is a, that, this yeah. is a big if, yeah. 
It's an exceptionally big if, and it's something to think about later. Yep. I think that's a good place to call this event. Yes. All right, so, Roxanne, what are we doing today? You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to Elysium. Because if there's one group... If there's one place I can go to find out about angel language stuff, it's Elysium. Uh, I guess the person to ask is going to be... I'm going to go talk to the blind air. Because I want to see if the blind air or somebody... uh, somebody else there knows anything about counteracting the uh, angel magic. Really needs a better name than just angel magic. Angel Mancy. <laughs> Alright, so pop into the central building of Elysium. Blind air. By this point, it's used to just creating a projection for you to talk to. I wave hello. And I just start in because I don't want to waste anybody's time, I guess. So I've got a... I've got a problem and I guess a thought experiment. If if the, the sovereign can use... God, I don't know how to refer to it. Still, like... I guess I'll just keep calling it uh, magic. If the Sovereign can use the magic, like magic just the same way I can, and does it better, then there's... Obviously, I can't do it better, but there's got to be a way to counteract it, right? Some sort of... Because I don't think they have to speak it out loud. I don't think I've ever... Heard them speak it out loud when they did things, but there's like a mechanism. You you did actually every time they've spoken it out loud. Oh, every time they speak it out loud, it has to be spoken yeah, out loud. Yeah, this when they did it to you in the tunnel to test if you were still vulnerable to it. When they were like speaking through Grant and they blew up the Stoker Knight, they spoke it out loud. Then, ah, uh, I will say you do know that. It does work as a written language as well. Post-its showed you that. True. But it's never been just like something you do in your head. Okay, all right. It's something that has... There's an active element to it. And, you know, I could fret over this as much as I want, but I figure, uh, you know, putting more than more heads together would speed the problem along. So I guess I'm not asking... Do you know anybody that can help me with this problem? In theory, we would be able to help you with this directly, if you wished. Although, we could find one of your number who is as adept at this as you, if not better, that you could practice against. I mean, I'm not picky about who this works with. I don't want to waste your time if I... Well, not waste your time. I don't want to use your time if it's not necessary, but I don't mind working with you. Blind Air has sort of a, like a thinky tilt to their head for a moment. 
We would enjoy working with you, if you do not mind. We are capable of thinking multiple thoughts simultaneously, so working with you would not detract from our duties. Huh. Okay, then. Yeah, let's, let's, um... We can put our heads together, then. Projection does a kind of, like... Like, floaty lilt a bit. Like, they're happy about it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, I know that the blind air is not a cat boy. But in my head, the blind air is still just a cat boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll run you through my thought process a little bit. So I'm thinking... There's like an active element to it, right? It has to be like either said or written down or like communicated in some way, right? And if it can be written down, I'm wondering if it can be... If the counteraction can be prepared ahead of time. I don't still don't know necessarily the mechanism for how it would work, but... I guess that's where I'm coming to you from. We believe that we understand what you are getting at. You would like a way to deploy countermeasures to the Sovereign's words without having to think of them on the spot. Right, I want to remove human error from the equation. And I feel like, yeah, if I, I feel like if I can prepare them ahead of time, then I can, I can make not just myself, but I wonder if I would also be able to better protect others rather than making myself the linchpin of this entire problem. Unfortunately, you will need to be the one who does the bulk of the work, even in the moment in which these pre-made solutions are utilized. Okay. But we believe that such a thing should be possible. It would be best realized, we think, via the written form of this spellcraft. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds perfect. It's not the solution I desired, but it's but no solution ever ends up being a perfect solution. Protecting your companions should have a far more stable implementation than the direct moment-to-moment countermeasures. However, both fronts of this project that you desire to undertake should ultimately come out to be the same thing. That is, imbuing things or people with the qualities that you wish them to have to counter the Sovereign's declarations. Hmm. The basis of this, we think, would come from you. You will need to make declarations of your own in opposition to what you anticipate the Sovereign making. 
so I need... What you're saying, then, is that I would need... I need to... Anticipate what... They might do, and... Make an effort to... Prepare for each... Individual possibility. Okay. To the greatest extent that you are able, yes. Right. Certain things could be much more blanket. You might make declarations about the clothing or weapons that you and your companions will be bringing into battle. Right. Such as stating them to be... If he were to state that the weapon is broken, I could say that it is unbroken. In, in the simplest form, I guess. Correct, yes. Perhaps declare it to be unbreakable, even. You and the Sovereign are not the only practitioners of this language, or rather, you two are not the only ones that have ever been. It was much more commonplace during the Sovereign's campaigning days. Hmm. And our access to their memories tells us that when two users of this language met, it was appropriately an argument and a strength of conviction and a forcefulness of argumentation determined the victor. And so while you may not be able to thwart the sovereign's argumentation directly, you may provide buffers to weaken it rather than a weapon being broken if you declare it to be unbreakable and the Sovereign argues harder, it might simply become chipped or bent. Of course. Okay. Okay. Then I need to expand my lexicon. I need to... I need to... I'm going to need to sit down with... A lot of paper. I need maybe a thesaurus. Like, obviously, there's not a written thesaurus for this, but if I could tackle it from the perspective of English, it might help me to account for different ideas. Because there's, even if something's not broken, it can still be melted or disassembled or be made immaterial. Or I wonder if you could just make something useless or dull or brittle if not broken. There's so many different ways that this could be Okay, um... So you're sort of, like, pacing around, talking out loud to yourself, thinking about all these things. Blight is just kind of watching you. And they've got... 
It's it's not quite like big dumb smile immense. <laughs> but when you do look at them, you can tell that they are enjoying watching you work. Okay, okay. Other but other aspects of this problem. Is there there's like going to be a physical limitation to how many does it matter how small I write this because if I can will that diminish the effect if I write it smaller are bigger words do they have more conviction to them does yelling make an argument stronger (laughs) I'm typing in all caps my (laughs) fact is more important according to twitter yeah <laughs> Does the material that's written on matter? Like, could it just be a post-it note? Like, it can be a post-it note, but am I limited by it being a post-it note? Man, if you like, okay, so if like someone wrote send nudes like with a quill and paper, with like with quill and ink on parchment, and like sealed that shit with wax and sent it to me, I'd be much more inclined. <laughs> <laughs> like that's effort. <laughs> Uh, does the medium affect I mean the medium affects the message right an important aspect of this language is that the conviction comes from within so if you find a medium to be more impactful more argumentatively powerful than another then it will be if you place your arguments upon it. Likewise with, as you speculate, font size. If, as you are writing it, you are finding that large letters carry more argumentative power, they will. It is the conviction that you put into your statements. I just had another thought, though. If... If I write this on a piece of paper using a pen, could could they not just burn the paper, though? Would that remove the argument? Would I have to protect the paper, then, from being burned or cut or the ink debonded? Oh, there's so much of this. Yes. If your opponent finds themselves unable to attack the substance of your argument, they may instead attempt to silence you at your root. I have a question. We may have an answer. (laughs) Could you theoretically make a statement that something had not ever been said then. Can you, if you have the conviction, can you retroactively unmake an argument? That would be exceptionally difficult, but we do not believe it would be strictly impossible. This is the difficulty we believe would be that you would need to make your argument to 
everyone who heard the statement you wish to negate. And you would need to be victorious in your argumentation against all of them. Well then, if I create, if I write these down, if, if I'm preparing these beforehand and I write them down and I do it in the presence of someone who understands what I'm writing, would that make them stronger by having been witnessed then? At least, I guess, to that form of attack. In theory, yes. Adding the conviction of another to your statement should make your statement more powerful. You would need your witness, your helper, to fully understand your argument so that they could support it properly. Right. This has given me a lot to think about. We can tell. <laughs> I need... What day is it again? Like, roughly? It is Wednesday, Any... my dude. <laughs> <laughs> for, for the purposes of the fucked up chronology of this downtime in particular, it is any day between the 15th and the 30th of November. I've got to prepare. I... I... I need to get to work on this right now. I need... I need... to... start. Um... That covered, like, everything I've got in my head right now. Do you, um... Is there anything you can think of that I haven't thought of yet? At the moment, we believe you have plenty to work with. We can think of nothing more to augment, only add, and that would, we believe at this point, confound your efforts. You should pursue the routes that you have thought of. They are good. They are intelligently conceived. Perhaps the only thing we would offer is that the private space that we allotted you could be utilized to protect your statements before they are made. The Sovereign should not have access to it under any circumstances. Yes, I... Oh, um... God, an awkward time to bring this up. I spoke to the Sovereign. I needed information that they had, and we've come to an agreement. It was a trade. I They gave me the information that I needed. In return, I'm then I have. I, you were there, right? You were there for this. Why am I saying this again? You were there when I did this because we were talking to you. I, I visited them again and we had an interesting conversation. I just thought I should tell you, keep you appraised of that. Are they well? 
bored, but they seem healthy, well. <laughs> it's hard to have a perspective on it when I don't really know them, like, like say you do. They said they were surprised at, I can't tell if it was annoyance or a kind of respect, but they seemed surprised at the things that you've done to thwart them. We shall take it as a compliment, regardless of how it was meant. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best way to take it, personally. I, um... I'm probably going to have to see them a few more times before the final encounter. It feels so odd to say it like that. Is there anything... Would you like me to ask them something while I'm there, or say anything to them? If you don't have an answer right this second, that's fine too. You can... You know how to get a hold of me. Yes, we do not have an answer for you. Okay. Okay, I need to I'm going to get to work on this. I need to I need to do some some thinking. I need to think of <sighs> Thank you so much for your help. I need to think of how I'm going to It's not just conviction because there are ways to bolster conviction. And I need to figure out I need to figure out my own head. And I need to prepare. And I've got a month to do this, not counting every day I have to work. I'm I'm going to go now. Roxanne, before you depart. Yeah. We have a personal request to ask of you. It is not one that is necessary to fulfill to ensure that the future proceeds in the direction we wish. It is something we desire personally. Um, yeah, sure. What is it? We are aware of the identities that you are. So we know that we are needed, and we know that Mesa is needed. Right. Would you please take ours first? Before we take Mesa's. Yes. I want to know why, but I'm... You don't have to tell me, but I'll do it. Obtaining our blood will require extracting us bodily from the crystal we reside in. We would not otherwise have a reason to exit it. 
But since it is necessary, we would like to take advantage of the opportunity. There's something that we wish to witness with our own eyes, such as it is, something we wish to be physically present for. Okay. Can I ask you, is... When you're extricated from the crystal, will something happen to you? Like, is this going to harm you? Or will it just... I guess it wouldn't just instantly kill you. That wouldn't make any sense. Not instantly, no. We are incomplete, unstable. The crystal was meant to preserve us until the Sovereign could return and complete us. Assuming that we are successful, we believe that we will have enough time to complete ourselves, stabilize ourselves under our own power. But if no action is taken, eventually we would cease to be as we are. Okay, then. Well, you'd better do that, then, because I'm going to be pissed if you die. They physically kind of, like, reel back a little bit. That's... Yeah, there's, you two are better about each other, but that's still a much kinder thing than they would have expected to hear from you. Look, I just... I don't hate you, but you still frustrate me. I'm still frustrated at you. I don't want you dead. I don't want you hurt. And if you die, then we never get to settle this. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that I care about that would be sad if you were gone. So, you'd better not die. Very well. When all of this business is concluded, we will devote a majority of our energy to ensuring our continued existence. I'm, I'm counting on it. And, uh, I look forward to being able to look you in the eye. Likewise to the extent that we will be able to. Right. Sorry, turn a phrase. Just kind of grin at you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm just gonna wave and go. <laughs> Roxanne Harrison, bad at saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Dr. Edwin Steiner, my thing. What goes on? Is this before or after Blood Heist? Um, you know what? Let's say after. This is, uh, this is gonna be a real productive downtime for Steiner. Because, well, you are... I don't know. Tweaking your goggles, making sure that the magic lenses are, like, stable. They're not gonna flake out on you in the middle of the fight. Your brilliant son says over the intercom, Edwin, I found another solution to the code. Oh, wonderful. Um, let's see it. Our new target is the blood of the traitor. Blood of the traitor. Now we have to work out, does it mean... Now, usually these are in relation to Adel, so someone who has betrayed him, most likely, or still could be someone who betrayed us. It's, only, it's a little weird like that. In any case, I will inform the others. Good work. Thank you. I will continue work on discovering the last identity. Please do. So yeah, throw that in the group chat. Blood of the traitor. Not that any of our characters would know it, but uh, the joke answer I want to make is fucking Seymour. <laughs> Wait, why Seymour? Because he's 100% defected from the DHEA. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's that's the joke I was going for. Oh, we just need to go to Maryland to get Seymour's blood. I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> Actually, he'd, pr he'd probably be just be like, yeah, I've heard weirder things. Uh, let's see. Honestly, that... Uh, joking aside with DHEA stuff, uh, Ashley does fit that now that... Um, now that we know that Papa Arius would definitely not approve of her becoming a wizard. Alright, so I guess that's the working... what we're working with for the moment. Yeah. That's... That's right that's now the best answer we got. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess... Is this past the point where Grant has had his whole talk yeah. with Ashley? So I guess they technically know. Yeah. Makes the most narrative sense to have that be the case. I guess we can just, like, test it. Yeah? Is it time to invite Ashley Arius into your secret laboratory? They've been here before. I built the arm there. Remember? Right, yes. I do remember that. Thank you for reminding me so I remember. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to tell you why, but I need your blood. <laughs> also, hey, you know, Ashley does still owe Steiner one for the hand. Like, that's an unresolved debt. Uh, yeah. 
I, just, I can't think of anybody else offhand. And I, like, I'm going down to a list of randos. And, like, no one has ever pulled a gotcha on us, really. That wasn't already a monster. Or dead. Alright, well, we can bring Ashley into the lab and just have a whole awkward conversation. Fun times for everybody. I'll make tea. <laughs> Alright, let's have the conversation. So yeah, I send them a message to please kindly come to... Well, they, they don't wear. And I just, like, meet them and... They know where my stuff is at this point now. She has, as you reminded me, been here once before. You still have to open the doors for her, but she I can think they knock on your front door. Teleported her in, actually. So we'll do that. All right. So I guess that means Roxanne's here too. I mean, there's a teleporter at the safe house, but yeah, I can be here. Yeah, that's what we. That's how they got in. They teleported through the garage safe house door. I mean, I guess anyone who wants to be in part of this can be part of this. I don't know. Yeah, I'm good. I don't have anything to add. This is your show, but I will... I will say something if you need me to say something or be, like, the voice of an idea that you don't want to... that you can't say in character. <laughs> That's fine. Ah, you've met Morton before. And you know the lab. So... So what is this about, Edwin? You're... Acting funny. I'm used to you being way more confident about everything. Uh, it's just going to be a long, awkward explanation. I'm not even sure if I'm right about this, but it's not really any harm done if I'm wrong. So I um, understand that Mr. Harrison gave you the gist of the situation the other day. I have been briefed, yes. Right, so... We know the ritual we need to complete to kill him. The issue is we need the blood of at least ten different people. We have definite answers on eight of ten. And right now, I'm thinking you might be one of them. It's kind of... These are always esoteric, and there's one surefire way to find out which is just try. And for that, I would need a little bit of your blood, which is, I guess I'm calling in that favor. All right, well, um, do you have a, do you have a station? How do we do this? Yes, I've, I actually have, a, have that set up over here just because this has become a whole thing. So we'll just need to take a measure of your blood. I've got some nice water, some cookies, no one's here if you like. She'll unbutton one of her cuffs and start rolling her sleeve up. Out of um, out of curiosity because Grant did tell me these things all come with a bunch of like spooky names and shit. What's uh what's the name that's making you think it's me? Ah, well, Grant and I had that whole conversation about um, you learning magic and how your father would just be completely well, not very happy. And... Yeah, it's, uh... You know, it's department policy. It doesn't care to have wizards in the department. It sees us as liabilities. So we've racked our brains a little bit, and this is the best we can come up with. Is we think you might be the one that's going by the traitor. 
we couldn't think of the anything else. And like I said, this is just... If we're wrong, you've lost a little blood. If we're right, hey, all right. So it's not really any harm to check, really. When you actually said the phrase, the traitor, like she had her cuff most of the way up, and there was like, there's a solid three seconds where she just kind of locks up. Yes, I suppose now that I think about that, it is a bit rude just to say to someone. It's a lot less rude to say than it is to just have confirmed to you cosmically. Well, maybe it isn't. He said, I'm not 100% sure. It's just the best bet we have. <sighs> sure. Okay. Alright, well, take what you need. So, yeah, sterilize needle, start drawing the blood. So, um, they ask, I never actually, can I ask why you decided to learn magic? My personal goals with being in the department is a more proactive version of what you all do with ravens. Solving problems, protecting people. I want to create permanent, long-term solutions, defenses for people who either don't know magic exists, or if they do, don't want to learn it. I want regular people to be safe from, she sort of gestures at the universe. And there's a point where secondhand information and notes coerced from captured individuals stops being useful in that pursuit. There's a point where you need to actually know what you're working with. Know thy enemy and all that. No, I understand. It makes perfect sense to me. Magic is a hell of a thing. And it's exceptionally dangerous. Indeed it is. Once we start to break it down, it's... understandable. There's still things that I don't quite fully understand. There's still things that are quite literally just magic, but... I'm getting a hold of it, and it's just... I can approach it more or less like any other science. Break it down, understand it, and you can work with it. I suppose that's what you're trying to do on some level as well. Yeah. I figure if I'm able to... cast, then I can... come up with ways to protect people from casting. I, I need to know what I'm working with. I need to understand these systems. Well, it's a hell of an undertaking, I'll tell you that. There's... Every time I th think I've gotten a good grasp on it, something pops up that just completely rocks my entire understanding. So, good luck. I commend your efforts, but good luck. 
Uh, I will take your good luck. I'm, I'm going to need it since I am the only one working on it. Yes, you mentioned something about DHA just being purged entirely of wizards. Yeah. We are a security risk in our director's eyes. So unfortunately, I am the only one in the department, to my knowledge. I suppose there could be others like me who can do this and are also lying about it. But at least not officially. We, we have no one who has my capabilities, and so therefore no one with my capabilities working on this problem. I wish we could. I wish we could build a unit, have more people than just me, get some people like you, maybe, who actually approach this with the scientific method, take an engineer's touch to it, but it's... No, I think I get what you're saying, so your father, because of, I presume, past experiences, doesn't trust wizards, fears them, hates them for some reason. And because of this fear, he is actively excluding them from your organization. You believe that leaves you critically vulnerable, and you are trying to rectify that against your father's wishes. Is that right? Yeah, that's... That's a pretty good summation. So you believe that you are, well, you are helping your organization in your own way, even if your father would expressly disprove that you are trying to save lives at the risk of alienating your father. I know what's in store for me if he ever finds out. And as much as I know it'll hurt me if he does find out. It's it's a risk I'm willing to take. For what it's worth, I think you're doing the right thing. Magic is very dangerous. It's like a gun and it's, it's, it's a weapon as much as anything else. As a sword, as a gun, as a bomb. And to understand and know how to prepare them. And unlike all of those things, it's completely invisible. Well, there are ways to detect it. And I have... There are ways I've been learning that you can see who and who does not have that ability. Oh, I would love to get my hands on those. Discuss that later. If your, your father is adamantly his magic as he has, it might not be in the best interest of the DHEA to get your hands on that right now. You might want to keep that one on the back, but I can teach... There are little subtle clues that you can learn. Full-on detection is might be a little bit more than you would want your agency to have. But I can... There are little clues that give off. You can pick up on stuff. It's It's... Subtle art more than a science in this case. Might be able to take a pass at that and see if I can help you out with that. Hmm. I will welcome any assistance I can get 
in this project. What is your... Just gonna ask, what is your entire end goal here? Say you manage to keep this under control, uh, under wraps, I'm sorry, until your father steps down and perhaps you are one day appointed, or someone else who is not so vigilant, or what is the word, what is the English word? Fanatical? Fana- thank you, fanatical. Someone who's not so fanatical against the magic folk. What would you do then? Well, I st- ideally, I would, you know, if I'm not in charge, talk to the person who is in charge. I want, I want a team. I want a, a proper sub-department of the DHEA devoted to practical defense solutions that people who have no magical capabilities at all can utilize. If somebody gets jumped in an alleyway by a werewolf, I want them to be able to live. So like a self-defense training... Like, people can be equipped with minor magical charms that would ward against stuff like this. Yes, and get them mass-produced and mass-distributed. I I would like them to be commonplace. You're proposing just pulling the entire lid off the thing. Yeah, it's... At the end of the day, that is the big thing. We are... I'm, I'm only one person, and... Our orders ultimately come from the president, and we would have to convince him to bring all of this into the daylight, which I don't know if any of us could convince him of that. It's there, there is, there, there is the issue that if I wanted this, that if this happened the way I wanted it to, all of this would have to become public knowledge. And I don't have the ability to make that happen. Part of me believes that is going to happen whether we want it to or not. Oh, absolutely. And I want us to be ready when it does. I don't want us to wait until the monsters are walking in the daylight before we start figuring out how to solve them. Ah. <sighs> So I do agree with you. Yeah, I think that the whole lid coming off of this is inevitable with the rate of technology. I mean, people will walk around with high-definition recorders, recording devices in their pocket these days. It's all someone's going to. It's it's going to get out there sooner or later. <sighs> That's nice. Again. It's it's when, not if. And I. Believe your heart is in the right place. You want people to be able to protect themselves from things that they don't know exist and can still hurt them. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm an engineer, not a not even a medical doctor. But your conflict is just primarily that you believe you are doing the right thing, and this is expressly against your father's wishes, and so you are in conflict because you are expressly trying to help people, even at the risk of alienating your father for potentially forever. 
not one of you I would be willing to back down. If you talk to your father and try to be reasonable in, with him, there's a very good chance that it'll all just blow up in your face. He'll alienate you anyway. So it's... Keep a secret from your father for potentially forever, but you're doing the right thing. It's an easy path. Yeah. There are... other... things that make this, uh... that make this difficult, but... that's a lot of it, yeah? I can't, you know, tell you how to solve this. There's no easy solution yet. All that I can offer is, again, I feel like you are doing the right thing. For as much as it's called a comfort as that is. Well. Semi-related question. Shoot. How long do people stick around on B-side after they die? Ah, uh, Deadlands? Well, that's... It's really more a matter of will. My understanding is that it's roughly the same amount of time that you were alive, your lifespan. Though there are edge cases, if you really want to stick around, if you have reason to stick around, you can just kind of will yourself to exist in there longer, though most people don't do that because it's not a great place to be. I'm sure you have your reasons to ask that, and I'll not pry into it. This has been done for a while now, by the way. I've just been... didn't want to interrupt, interrupt our conversation. Oh, I, I noticed. I appreciate it. Uh... I guess, could I ask you a personal favor? Certainly. When this is all over, when we... If we reach the end of the year alive, could you take me to B-side? I could do that, yes. I can't guarantee that you'll find who you're looking for, but I can bring you there. I owe it to them to at least try. I figure there's an apology that I need to make. You have my solemn promise. If we make it through this alive, I will bring you to B-side. So, on a less depressing note, uh, would you like to meet a magical blacksmith and see a magical knife be forged? You know what? Absolutely. All right. Well, hopefully. Well, you'll meet the blacksmith either way. Magical knife forging is up in the air. <laughs> so you gather all of the necessary parties. You reveal to Ashley properly. Like, I, I forget if she was there when your crown popped out briefly during the mirror demon fight, but now for sure she can see it. She's curious. But she gets to 
meet Morton, who is very large. She gets to meet Qualia, who is made of straw, and she is confounded at the existence of a person who appears to be partially made out of straw. Like I said, every time I think I understand magic, it's just something different. (laughs) When you fork over the blood to Qualia, and she forms it into the ore and checks it, she confirms that this is the stuff. And Ashley actually, like, flinches. Can I just, like, gingerly put a hand uh, like on their shoulder just as comfort would they accept that she'll allow it she she just had something confirmed to her and it might be what you're thinking it is and it might not but something that hurts was just confirmed to her and she'll accept a bit of comfort she'll meet Margaret for the first time oh yeah no, once uh, once the foraging gets underway, she and Margaret actually like get to talking, and they they kind of get on with each other. Huh. Well, that's nice, at least. Would you say that they get on like a house on fire? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. The. Blade eventually comes together, and you feel again that great collapsing inwards. And now Ashley understands what the fuck that's all about. <laughs> and this time, emanating up from your basement, up from Morton's Forge, is the feeling of an awful and painful betrayal. Let's put this one away. I am sorry to have put you through that. It was quite a bit more involved than I... quite a bit more painful than I thought it was going to add any inclination. But it was necessary. It was necessary for saving the lives of everyone. Yes. So I will accept it. If you have any and all questions, I feel like I'm obligated to answer them. I think for the time being, I would just like to go home. That's completely understandable. I think I need to have a long night of tossing and turning and being stuck in my own head. And I'll... I don't know. Maybe I'll tap you for... consultation. Someday once this is all over. Perhaps. And in the meantime... If you just need a friend to talk to, I'm, I'm, you know how to reach me. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Have as good a night as you possibly can. 
save this. And that, you know, reach out, shake hands. You keep doing all the good work that you're doing, Mr. Steiner. Likewise. All right. We survived downtime. Hooray! <laughs> we survived downtime. Gonna edit the Pale Rider problem. Traitor identified. Why do I have caps lock on? Identified, obtained, and forged. So, good job. So, okay, so just like 100% clear. Ashley. She feels like a betrayed her mother somehow. I didn't feel like prying into that, but sister, yeah. Oh, sister. My original thought was she she thought she was betraying DHEA, but I'm glad that my train of thought got us the right answer, even though it was the wrong reason why. Yeah, apes apes got it exactly. Yeah. She ten thousand percent feels that she is betraying her sister by becoming a wizard. So, good session. We made some good progress. Got a couple lighthearted downtimes, had a couple more intense downtimes. Yep. Right, fucked up real bad. Two knives got forged. That's nothing new. Grant fucking up real bad is nothing new. Why are we even bringing this up? So, still on our to-do list... We need to forage the knives of the champion and the escort. That, that could be done at any time, but I do want it to be specifically called out that it gets done. We know who the true love and the inheritor and the wounded are. The wounded, you know, kind of. We know who the wounded could be. You just have to make it happen somehow. Yeah, the wound is going to be the real tricky one. The rest... Well, we don't know who the last one is. That could be, like, even worse. <laughs> the Adel. <laughs> <laughs> the Sovereign. Also, I... Um, the, I don't think I, we I can actually draw his blood without the knives. I thought about it, and, like, really the easiest way to get Ashley to agree to it is this it's just basically the same stipulations that Emery gave the group just those stipulations which is please explain you know don't tell anyone without permission from someone uh like it's it's less I feel like it's less restrictive than the ones I gave because I was trying to think of every possible conceivable thing to make sure that she doesn't just tell anybody but I feel like that was just going overboard now but uh essentially what Emery said to us which is basically don't tell anyone without asking me first is what Grant would be like please don't tell anyone without asking us first yeah okay she would agree to that okay unfortunately you did not stipulate that that you had to agree before she tells somebody uh, let's see. 
Roxanne has made pretty good progress on dealing with Adel's mastery of the reality redefining magical language, at least to the greatest possible extent you all will be able to. So that was very productive. Oh, I even helped, even even though I fucked up on my thing, I still did help uh, Steiner with one of his things. Yeah, we have a little bit more insight on the teleportation problem now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did good, team. I got to have Roxanne just sit down and talk with Adel for an extended period. That was fun. Roxanne got to be reaffirmed in how good she is and how cool the shit she's been doing is by the person she's going to try and kill at the end of the year. <laughs> to be fair, they're going to try and kill me. Yeah. I knocked out two knives and I made friends with a va- gang of vampires. Yeah. By the way, fam, y'all got fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> no. Nobody knows who you are. Yep. I feel like everybody who knows... Okay, nobody knows who you are, but they do know that there was that one guy, right, that, like, totally pissed off the Queen of Summer. I bet he's pretty cool. It's known that the SoCal Cell has five primary members. Nobody really knows anything about the fifth, but presumably they're a pretty cool person, judging by the company they keep. This probably makes Grant slightly more popular than the rest of us because, like, he's a big old fucking mystery. There's an air mystery about him. Nobody knows who this dude is. Everybody gets to speculate. He—he he, nobody knows who he is. He must be awesome. Oh, oh my god, oh my god! You know what that means? Hmm. You know what that means? Hmm. Grant Harrison has an urban legend about him. <laughs> And it's like, it's one of those things where it's it's either subtly or significantly different every time it's told. <laughs> Everybody's got their own theory about the fifth man of the SoCal Cell. Like, there's little stuff on the edges. Some of it's true, some of it isn't. Like, one of the ones that does stick around and gets passed around a lot is I heard he stole his powers from a fairy queen. But it's all it's it but nobody knows which fairy queen it is. <laughs> well, fairy royalty, nobody knows which fey royalty it is. Yeah. One of them is true, and you're not sure how people even know that because you've never <laughs> told anybody. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I heard you can tell because he's got this birthmark on his like lower left thigh that's shaped like uh like an X. What is, what the fuck? How do you know? <laughs> what? Amalia, have you been talking? I, I heard he never looks the same twice. <laughs> he has minor shape-shifting capabilities. He's a master of disguise and he can fly. <laughs> That's what you dyeing your hair a different color every month translates into. <laughs> oh my god, you know what this actually means? What? This means that theoretically we could have a Grant Harrison Tulpa. <laughs> No. Wow, bad. Imagine how disappointing it must be to meet the personification of how everybody else sees you. 
Imagine how most disappointing it must be to meet the actual Grant. I think Grant would go, the fuck, he's way cooler than I am. <laughs> that's the thing, right? I hear everyone, everyone has this idea of you that's way cooler than you actually are, or they have an idea of you that is way less cool than you actually are, and either way is equally insulting. <laughs> Like, the idea of Grant Harrison is like some combination of peak 80s Schwarzenegger and Gandalf. And then the, <laughs> the reality is. Da da! I heard he was taught magic by a Portuguese wizard. <laughs> he was, and then he deliberately had all of that purged from his brain. He didn't want it anymore! Alright, so, so, so. Good session. <laughs> I had fun. I feel like all of you had fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, next time is our second to last hunt before we enter the end game. I hate that movie. It's one that Chloe has been looking forward to <laughs> for ages. <laughs> Chloe know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I just know where it's happening. We already did Disneyland. No, I'm not going to say it because it might actually be a secret where it's happening. So I would have to keep so I don't want to spoil it. But I've been fucking cat about it. Yep. And it's finally happening. We're doing it, fam. We're making it happen. (sighs) Ron Paul, that gift. Anyways, that's next time. This was this time. Folks at home, thanks for being here for this time. It was a real cool session. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot more fun with it than a lot of sessions recently. This is the most fun I've had in ages. Hooray! So, look forward to uh, violence next time. Hooray! Uh, Hooray! We violence! <laughs> We had a pretty non-violent hunt last time. Uh, we're not doing that again. We are we are going back to solving our problems with our fists. And swords and... Get hype. Fist swords and magic and hammers. <sighs> magic hammers. We are all going to speak the only universal language. Violence. I can't believe Semaphore. that we are going to reach heaven through violence. Take care, listeners.